0: Number five under the belt into number six. Still can't believe we're um, still making them, but anyway, it's good. No, and still loving it, mate. Getting all sorts of things now. Been getting bloody, you know, people dropping into the Instagram with sort of dino pull on a 510, I think, cubic inch 871 blown Bedford. <laughs> yes. We declare a bit of bit of truck love and, yeah, mm. no, good stuff. I love some of the stuff people will reach out and send us, but yeah. I want to sort of recap a bit of stuff that i've been doing because i look back at the date and uh in june uh, second of june 2020 i released a story on uh, satan's toy the fx gasser which i remembered racing back in the day um basically did a cup found a couple of photos in supercar magazine number 11 it was a cover car put a couple of photos up and people seemed to get interested but not only that uh the builder of that car and owner of that car or builder with a lot of help. And uh, Dennis Bolum then reached out to me through messenger and said, thanks heaps for reminding people of my old race car. And I kind of had a bit of a chuckle to myself because I thought there was no fear we were going to forget that car, you know, and you've seen some
1: videos mm. of it here today. Yeah. I've it, got, I've, I don't know. I I would have had to have seen it back in the day. I'm, I'm sure I've seen it somewhere with the Calder or somewhere, but I, I've, it's come back a long yeah, time. yeah. Well, that's I, I definitely saw it him.
0: colder, but I'd never saw it at Ballarat
1: in a race. Yeah, we didn't here. go to the drags much in Ballarat, it was more definitely Calder park if we were at drags, sometimes Heathcote. But, um, I've, I've got a funny feeling I would have had to have seen it at yeah, some stage,
0: I'd say so. And again, you know, just black with the big Satan's toy down the side, monstrous tyres under the back of it, Absolutely. running an old iron big block and pushing hard. It was a good, so I wrote the story, but yeah, it has because Dennis sent me his first-hand... Like, I, we started conversation and I wanted to know what happened to the car. Well, it turned out he destroyed the car at 135 mile an hour and a barrel rolled four times in the air. And when a bloke sends you his first-hand account of an incident like that, just into your personal messages, I, I said to him, you've made a blue here, Dennis, because that's too much for one bloke. Like, that story <laughs> needs to be told. And what I also found out was that his heart was broken at the end of that accident because he couldn't get back to drag racing. Like, he saved his ass off to try and rebuild the car and it couldn't happen. So, anyway, we I shared him out. He's had a bit of a health crisis. And in the meantime, people are sort of coming in, commenting on his story and all the rest. I shared it to Australian Drag Racing History, sort of back myself. Oh, well, be good, mate. Chris Kelly shared it across there anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and from there... We just wanted to catch up. We just wanted to spend some time together. And as I say, he's been through some pretty big medical issues. And all of a sudden, like out of the blue, I get a message from him. You're and evil Knievel, in quote, because I called him that at the end of the story. You know, wants to catch up. Came up the highway with an esky and a sleeping bag. <laughs> like your 20-year-old mate that's going to crash on the couch. It astounded me. Um, we sat. through to the small hours, basically him telling me Drag Race and Tales, sharing his version of events when it came to Satan's Toy and really tapped into his passions. So couldn't help but just hit Mm -hmm. the record button.
1: No, and perfect uh, perfect opportunity for episode six. Well, it has a bit of a... Yeah, that number, hey?
0: And for a couple of blokes that were born on the 23rd and I've always seen two times three being six... Yes, so it's a bit strange. Episode 6 is probably an iconic episode for us to be...
1: Who knows, around. we'll get to episode 666, six, six, but uh, anyway, yeah. Satan's Toy in episode 6 will go hand in I, hand.
0: I've listened back through it. I love it. There's some good, re- good revelations in there. Uh, I don't think I was slurring too hard, although we were definitely having some beers, and you know, it was 2 o'clock in the morning, and old mate Terry Emery was snoring in the chair beside us at one stage, but just a little gas heater and a DVD player, and... Welcome everybody to Dennis Boland. this is the story of Satan's Toy and more. About 14 months ago, uh, I shot a couple of photos from Supercar Magazine of Satan's Toy, the FX Gasser. I thought that was a pretty good car, I enjoyed it. Well, 14 months later, I'm sitting here with Dennis Bolan. Dennis, how you going?
2: Pretty good, thanks.
0: That's the way. Dennis came to me via messenger and said thanks for reminding people of my old race car. And I still keep saying the best thing I ever did was remind him we never forgot. So the black FX gasser with the Satan's toy down the side and lit us up. Dennis was one of those bucks down racers that we used to admire. And I will stand on the record and say I didn't quite understand. I thought he had everything I had plus an amazing race car, but he spent every dollar on that car to make us smile on the top of the hill. What we often do on our podcast, our Never Late podcast, is we run through eight questions just to get a bit of a feel of the car life no stress just a yak between a couple no, of mates pretty
2: good yep yeah. okay
0: you're all right dennis happy to go yeah. we've got terry here sitting in terry's known dennis for a long time too terry Emery. Day he'll probably throw a little bit of info in if dennis is trying to lead us down the wrong path <laughs> <laughs> anyway okay question number one on our never late eight what's your first car memory do you think and this doesn't necessarily relate to your driving experience but when did you first realize you were into cars
2: oh well probably probably through norm beachy i used to follow the circuit of the circuit racing cars then when i was about 18 19 20 odd and beachy was my hero i used to go out to calder and watch him in his fx yeah and i and that's probably where i got an affiliation you know for early early humpy The humpies as well e- everyone everyone raced them and i I noticed when I started to go into into drag racing or watch it you know without without sort of like going to Riverside and all that yeah everyone brilliant. everyone raced humpies you know was that was the starting block that was the car I, to have yeah and and I just I just sort of followed them from there you know and when when I when I first started, I was, a, I was a banker at 17 working in an ANZ bank yep. and I wasn't a mechanic. You know, if my, car, if my dad's car stopped and he had petrol in the tank, he, you know, he was hopeless. He, he wouldn't know what to do. No. And so I used to buy books on mechanics and and that's when I sort of started to realise I was into into cars yep. a lot, you know. Dad used to break in horses in Richmond when he was a kid and he he taught my sister and I how to ride horses and that. Yep. And which I which I still do. I still ride horses. But basically my sister went into the all the horses bit and yep. I went into the car racing, yeah, you know, sort sort of side and followed followed money the circuit thing.
0: You remember Norm's Camaro later on in his racing yeah. career? Which only
2: ran for a little bit, yeah.
0: No, that car's actually in Ballarat. A dear friend of mine, Dave Elliott, owns that car.
2: Well I I saw that <laughs> race colder and I was on the glow weave corner and the evidently the throttle had stuck on it. Yeah. And he was he was going round the round the corners, <laughs> often on the
0: on the, the key
2: edge, on the yep. key. <laughs> and I remember he was going, Whoop, whoop, yeah? yeah, and all around and I said to the guy I was with I said, no. His, his throttle stuck because you could hear the revs, you know, yeah. and he was by turning it off and on. Yeah, and
0: it'd just be straight to peak revs yeah, the minute yeah. the key hit.
2: And <laughs> and that was and that was why I, I like Beachy so much.
0: Yeah, know? well, Dave Elliott that owns that car now. Dave um, yeah. Norm ended up ringing him up and saying, if you want it, now's the time. Like David yeah. put his order in for that car for a long time. So, yeah, no nah, pity you've got to head home early tomorrow. We could nearly get a look at that one. Yeah. But next time you're back, we definitely yeah, will.
2: Right.
0: So, what was your first car with your license?
2: First car.
0: Or your first car you owned, I first suppose. Car, right. First car that mattered.
2: Would you believe <laughs> it was a fire packed 500cc of 36 Fiat 500?
0: Oh, well, I love that!
2: Yeah, I bought it. I bought it at seventeen. <laughs> yep, and thirty thirty odd pounds off one of my dad's mates, and I had it sprayed and I looked after it, rubbed it all back, lime yep. r- lime green, you know. Now
0: you know, I can't so- pretend I don't know a little bit about the bloke I'm sitting with because that's the car I think that you used to pull to bits. Just so you could put it back together. That's right, I did. To drive it around yeah. again.
2: Yeah. <laughs> One of the funniest things in it yep. that I ever happened happened to be, I was going down because I used to ride surfboards. Yeah. And my mate and I went down to Portsea. And we're going down down towards the the beach at Portsea around this buddy bend. And all of a sudden, quack <laughs> <the car laughs> shakes going around this bend. And I look out the window. And here's the whole um, axle and rear wheel yep. coming off out of the, out of the, behind the
0: side. Yep. So
2: I did a sharp right-hand turn, even though it was <laughs> on a straight stretch, put the, brought the axle and wheel back, and luckily it went back into the diff. <laughs> I then said to Peter, my mate I was with, because we're heading into this but he enclosed like semicircular car park, yep. and um, and I said, look for the cheapest car I can hit. <laughs> <laughs> and luckily there was a car coming. Luckily a car, an old couple. But he yep. pulled out, and I said, that's it. And I aim And I, ju- we just missed him like a you know, yep. boom into a sand dune, and stopped, <laughs> and got out, went for our swim, and everyone else. Yeah. Going back, and luckily I had some bolts or something and found out that it had sheared the four bolts on the, you know, holding it onto the, onto the diff. So I, we got a lift into, into Portsea, bought some nuts, nuts and bolts, but he, you know, re- redid it, snipped and it had broken the brake lines, of course. And so I just, um, buckled them over, crimped them, and we, and we drove right back from Portsea. Back to Melbourne or Preston, where I was still living, on the handbrake. <laughs> that was it. Yeah, a, that, was, that was my first car.
0: It's a hell of a learning curve with that that's Fiat there
2: then.
0: It was, yeah. <laughs> now we're going to go to okay number three, and I think I might nearly know the car that comes into this category, but it's the favourite car.
2: Favorite three, yeah. The
0: favourite car comes in at number three. Number
2: though. three, yeah. The second one was a '54 Fiat. Which which only lasted for about a couple of months, yep. and that died. So then then I went and um, bought the FX. By then I was I was I was going down to Riverside um, uh, Raceway, and I thought, oh, this is great. And I saw Eddie Thomas run his nine second runs, and everything else. And I thought, oh, that's fantastic.
0: You know, yeah, we got a, now we found a humpy.
2: Yeah, now, <laughs> now we found a humpy. So I thought, okay, I'll start building it up like working in the bank and that, and I took it up to Joe Cantone Motors where Norm Gown, of the famous Norm uh, Gown Hindoff, bloody thing, um, was. And how yeah, Norm was working for Joe Cantone in Sydney Road, Coburg. And I got him to build me a, a motor for it, telling him that it's going to be in, in a... For it's going to be a drag, drag car. Or drag cars, you know. And this was before all the 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 police sort of stuff and had a side exhaust... Yeah, the gals you know, but it ran you know, like track bot track rods. I had metal stinted brakes, I yeah. had you know, all, all the good gear, yeah. on and I had a full race harness from the back seat going in, into you know, on me. Yeah, taco on the dash, of course, which was the standard thing, and yeah, had, <laughs> had, had to happen floor shift, the impala floor shift, and and it just and I just. Kept on doing improvements. Yeah. Mainly, mainly from Norm Bitchy Speed Shop as well, and buying bits and pieces for it as well. Yep. And I, I took it down there. I basically got it finished. I thought, okay, I'll, I'll give you know. And I took it down to uh, Riverside, and the meeting had finished. Had it, been had been. They'd shut just out.
0: closed the track.
2: Closed the track. And I thought, oh God, I don't believe this. So then I, I when. Calder started in yep. what, sixty six, I think it was, and I started from there. Well, I, I started running my streetcar there against against cars in my class and that. And I always used to get to the semifinals um or finals, you know, and the only cars that had knocked me out was um, the pure competition cars. Yeah. Yep. And like Lou Stoopman's BMW and all this sort of stuff.
0: Yeah, well, I remember when we were sort of messaging earlier and we started making contact, but it was Riverside that really kind of turned you yeah, on and you went there and had a look and it was yeah. buddy what, cost that bugger did. all to get in. Yeah, it
2: did. It was yeah. um, 50
0: cents. 50 cents to get in the 50 gate. 50 cents and to get in, yeah. And a day of entertainment that yeah, hooked
2: yeah, into yeah, you. Yeah, 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 But I love it, you know, and I was there the day that brought his, bought his, he it just bought the amp. amp Ample fueler out, yeah, and he couldn't he couldn't get the damn thing to fire, and they were working on it, working on it, working on it, and they were, of course then all, drum dragsters then, were bloody push started, Yeah. and he was push starting up the up the what what is what would have been the return road, at Riverside, yeah, and it fired, and he he was he went whistling up, towards. The, the horseshoe shape of the cars ready to do their runs. Yeah. And I thought, oh my God, he's gonna plow into all these, you know, into these cars. And luckily, a couple of cars had moved to go into stage,
0: yeah.
2: left a gap, and with us went right through it. It's you know, unreal. It was, you know, honestly, yeah, you know, but but that was yeah. <laughs> it's like to have a fuel of firing up, you know, and when there's all these streetcars right, yeah. around, you know, but that was that was how it was.
0: Hard not to get excited
2: in those days, yeah.
0: Yeah, no, that's it. Well, let's and so you've pretty much your life's been defined by drag racing. Like when yeah. you weren't racing, you were there on the track. You've been yeah. marshalling, you've been stewarding
2: yeah, in the buddy dummy grid, race control, spotting a lot. You know, doing yeah. all the spotting and various tracks. You know, and I, I got I had the privilege of when. It was about the 90s, I'd and Steve Wilson, who was the track, um, the track prep marshal and everything else, yeah. Uh, and the safe, what they call safety safari at the time. Graham Cowan was going to do a promo poster,
0: yeah,
2: for it. And they wanted me to, and um, because I was the more, of, as he term the most, most experienced person to say to have. Fueler's coming at him
0: while yeah. working
2: on the start line, on the finish line, I should say. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. And so
2: I had notice. to go out. I had to go out at about a hundred feet from the from the start line, and hold this specter of uh, this photographer yeah. to take photos of Cowan's fueler coming towards you. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, when it just if it gets." Cameron told you know, to back off, you know, like you know, earlier than what he wanted. Yeah, than he normally, normally would. Do you know, do a burnout? But he said, just in case, if it gets too close, I was to pull this absolute this racer off this the second lane, yeah, left hand lane track, and just run, you know. And I I'd, I'd worded this guy up. I said, if I tell you to run, I said, we're
0: running. You, you
2: run, you know. Anyhow, this he a key. Fired it up, happening, burning, you know, all the smoke coming towards you, and, and I must admit, like I've, you know, I've been, I'd been around for, a, you know, a fair few years by then, and yeah, and it's a daunting feeling to stand in the middle of a track and having a fuel right. coming towards you, you know, yeah, and you know, so I, I hear his click, 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 on the <laughs> camera going like mad, and I said, "That's it, run." run you know (laughs) and we we took off yeah. but that was yeah but that sort of thing and you know and yeah i've seen tons of prangs and unfortunately which i don't i don't like to see in drag racing you know no
0: no actually we were talking with terry before about a couple of incidents that he got pretty close to as well like that's all part of it
2: yeah one one of the things i do hate though and yeah i see it sometimes and i used to hear it in the in the pits at Calder and at and, yep. and uh, Yeah. Oh yeah, it was a it was a pretty poor meeting. There was no pranks.
0: Yeah, you know? that's.
2: And because the the spectators don't realise just how much you know effort and time and dollars and everything else you know blood, yeah. sweat and tears goes into your cars. And the
0: impact that happens after that yeah. one incident. Yeah. And actually, this is probably a good time to sidetrack the story because I know that when you had your your accident. Mm-hmm. And I think if you could give us a bit of a rundown of what happened with Satan's toy and the demise and why that car oh, vanished oh, off the, the circuit one, the last one yeah well actually a couple of the incidents in the last build of the car the history of the car what the
2: on the actual well
0: road? well probably from when we first got it going and it wouldn't steer straight that's probably a good place to yeah,
2: start yeah
0: you just yeah. run through the car from okay you.
2: then yeah well when I first I first bought it it was the the previous Peter Russo. John Bain's car. Yep. Peter had it and it swapped lanes then. It was notorious that run double A gas, injected, no, blown a blown small block in it. Yep. And and Peter evidently got, from what I've heard, has got it got tunnel vision out of it. Yeah. And didn't didn't you know didn't like it. And so it got sold to Greg Bullivant. Who ran it for a couple of meetings, but and blew blew a couple of motors out of it. Yeah, and so he he sold it on to me. Yeah, and then I I I ran it, and just as I bought it as a roller, and I was going to go the, go what they they'd run on as an injected small block. Stick with
0: the small block.
2: And but I was told, or not told, but advised by Splatty. um, Ian Splatt and Chris Surinotis, oh, no, put a big block in it, you know, and everyone else. Big cubes. Throw a rat in it. Yeah, and (laughs) up until then, up until then, and only up until a few months ago, or probably about nine months ago now, it was the only humpy running a big block in Australia ever. It was the only one. There was a guy... He's running a four ninety-eight in it now, and it still runs slower than what, what I ran. Yeah, we'll see Lee Pasco something.
0: Lee Pascoe back in the nineties had the Ute yeah, down yeah, running yeah, down a yeah. Calder, but it was just pretty much a stock LS seven.
2: That was that was that was only a small block. Yeah. Yeah. No, and no, um, no. yeah, I I know I know, you know Lee Lee's car, yeah. Yeah. But the but basically and but I had that was notorious. Like the first time I ran it, you know, it was I went from a fourteen fifteen one side platter to an eleven point two you know gasser yep. going down Heathcote and this and the thing changed lanes on me at 120. I then found out through trial and error and just and because being a banker I'm not a mechanic yep. or or an engineer. And it it had bump steer. And so that got sorted. The camber and the caster was incorrect. Yeah. And and then this was about eighty nine. Yeah. And it started to run straight, you know?
0: A little but, less white knuckle action at that point. Yeah,
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah. And basically but basically as as Steve Stewart, the guy who's um, sprayed the 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 Gasser, the Murray Ensign gasser, He he used to um help help me out a lot, you know, a lot on it, you know. And when when it was you know when it was the previous car, yeah thing. And he said that every run I did not know where the car was going to go. Yeah, it, it went up on two side wheels one time, going up and up at, on Heathcote at Calder, sorry, yep. like that. Yep, not, not up straight up. Yeah, wheels
0: but, up. Yeah, it was just it went up, up on two on, on the side. Two
2: on the side, and then coming back. Yeah, and I was going down there, and it was qualifying run, and I thought, shit, like oh yeah, bloody, I'm not again. I've got to, I've got to try and get this thing. So I backed up a bit. And I was running the same same class car yeah. beside me. Yeah. And I could still, I had very wide, very wide side vision. I yeah. always had <laughs> And luckily, and and I can still see his bonnet. So, and I'm going up on two wheels on the side, yeah. then coming about and then the upper two are coming up. It only did it the once. Yeah. Thank God. And, and I, so I backed off a bit. and I, I saw him get in front of me and then I, and then I, Tramped it again, got it settled, and I came up beside him. And I thought, "What does this guy think? You know, going on." And I (laughs) looked over at him. This is why we. This is during a, you know, nine second run. Yeah,
0: we're probably doing one twenty about here somewhere. And
2: and I looked over at him, and he was looking at me, and I could see the whites of his eyes through (laughs) that. And and I. I, I must admit, I cracked up laughing. I,
0: yeah.
2: I <laughs> you know, and then I did the run and we both ran our 990s and, and that was it. You know?
0: yeah,
2: yeah. And, but it was a, it was strange. It was, no, no, I was running, no, I was, run, was not, it wasn't nines. I was running about 10 threes then. Yeah. Yeah. 10 threes. And um, because I never ran a nine until the Murray Anson chassis. Yep. And that was the best thing I ever did have 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 done to me you
0: know? yeah yeah, well, you were sort of saying about the the bump steer issue it yeah. sort of had with relation oh. to the steering shaft yeah. and everything prior to that
2: yeah. and then so then on this run that I damaged the 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 original car i um I was going along and it was a there was a crosswind coming through and it was a pretty severe one, yep, yeah. and my car could stop on on its rear eleven inch discs. At Repco. Yeah,
0: yeah, it had enough, right?
2: And, and, but the regulations at the time said any car doing over 130 odd, 130, 135 had to pop the parachute. And and I I explained to the meeting director at the time, I won't, won't mention his name,
0: that you had concerns on that crosswind though.
2: Yeah, yeah. And I said, if I pop the parachute, I'll probably get caught with this crosswind. And, he, and this certain person said, you know, no, if you don't pull it, put your car back on the trailer, Yeah, because, you know. Yep. So so down I went, you know, down I went, popped the parachute, you know, boom, you know, and I, I could feel, you know, the jerk, of course, in you know, everything else. Yeah. Next minute, shoom, I'm up in the air <laughs> with, the, with the rear end five feet off the deck. Yeah. And I'm sideways, sideways completely, and I'm, Looking at looking at the in, the grass th- through this chop top windscreen, yep. and I'm in the back seat area, of course, and and I'm looking through the wind. Uh, all I can see was the grass of on the infield.
0: Yeah.
2: God, and knowing full well that I'm supposed to be going to the left. I've you seen know? the
0: photo. There's yeah. like one tyre touching one tie- down. Well,
2: that was that was what all it pivoted on. Yep. It was on one it was wheel.
0: On one wheel. One at that wheel. Point. Passenger.
2: And I and I
0: And we're gonna be back in that egg in excess of 130 miles an hour. It was,
2: it was 136. <laughs> 136 miles one an hour. One front wheel touching the ground. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm sideways and five feet off the deck <laughs> at the rear end, you know. Yeah. And and I thought and I thought I knew where I was supposed to be going, you know, like down that way. So I opposite lock, because I thought if I keep it straight, yeah. I'm gonna barrel roll, you know. <laughs> And so I opposite locked in midair yep. and that's when the photo was taken. Because <laughs> a guy who had his mate coming down pretty soon after me, yeah, he used me as my as the camera camera focus, you know. Yeah. And when he saw me going up I went Yeah, he
0: just kept shooting. He,
2: he kept on shooting. And I got that photo off him for a, a slab of beer, <laughs> which well worth
0: it. You know, I would have given you that photo for free if I'd taken <laughs> yeah. it, you know, clearly it was your moment. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and, uh, and, and you can see me opposite locked.
0: Yeah, you can see the and, arms and, crossed and all in the photo. And through,
2: through the back windscreen, you know. <laughs> and, yeah. and yeah, so that was it. And, and now it came down, bent the chassis by half an inch on the, which was the original chassis of the... Holden, yeah, and it had like it original chassis and a Volkswagen front end, yeah, and that was it.
0: And wouldn't let you finish the event out and yeah, cost yeah. you the championship.
2: Yeah, or... so I, yeah, so I was out half an inch, and they said, "No, you can't run the car anymore." Yeah, that's it. So then I contacted Murray, yeah, Murray Anderson. After going through Wayne Rowe, he gave me a price, yeah, and I thought that Murray could probably do it. A better a better job because he, he had a, a bit of a reputation then, and I I got it done through him yep. and like you know all the personal the personal fittings you know type thing yeah that Murray went through and honestly you know th- there was a few little upheavals on certain things and disagreements and that but basically I I fitted all the you know the in aluminium interior and yeah after it and. Then the Dragway did some other adjustments, <laughs> and um, after on on various little bits and pieces, and but I, I got in the car and honestly it was like driving an armchair, you know. Yeah. And I just you know, I thought, oh thank God I've got a car that handles that handles, and my first run yep. out of Calder at a um, street meet on Friday night to it out there, and this is after a four-year layoff. I, I hadn't even, you know, driven yep. the car. First run was nine point nine two and one hundred and yep. forty-three mile an hour. One hundred forty-two mile an hour. Yep. My first
0: run. First time out. Yeah,
2: just like that, you know. Yeah. And and I, I, I couldn't believe it. And I got I got down the bottom end, and I was waiting for the pop the parachute, of course, yep. and the uh, no, no, I didn't. No, I didn't pop the parachute. That's oh, right.
0: on that right.
2: I didn't pop the parachute because I was told because I took it out for. I hadn't, I hadn't. uh dr, driven at Calder for about six years, yeah. and <laughs> that's right. And I went down, and I was told it because we, te- we checked it brakes out at Calder with this with this guy, a supercast driver or oh, another. Gas driver, yep. and he said, "Oh know they've lengthened. They've lengthened it all. You don't have to, you know. Pop you
0: won't it. need the you shoot. You won't
2: need the shoot." And so he said, "I, I, I did it. I popped my chute at so and so, and I had to stop, and I stopped halfway. You won't need a shoot anymore. Yep. So I'm going down, and I clocked. Of course, I'm you know, doing 140 odd mile an hour. Yep. And I thought, oh, that's great. You know, bang, bang, bang. Oh yeah. So slowly, you know. Oh yeah." Turn it, turn off, checking this and just checking the brakes and and powers, like yep. and then all of a sudden I could see Siberia coming up towards me <laughs> at, at a rate of knots, and I'm thinking, shit, you know I'm not gonna I'm not gonna make this, yeah, now. so <laughs> it was too late for the for the shoot, yeah, and i, I realized if I had to tried to turn, I, I would have rolled it, it would have so I thought, okay. So I'm heading towards Tommy Easton Drive, yep. <laughs> Avenue Avenue. <laughs> so I thought I'm not going down there because it was pitch black. So yeah. I thought I'll spin it, I'll spin it. Yep. Just part off the off the off the tarmac.
0: And off the edge and in do a couple of three sixties. Three sixty.
2: Stop it, and I did. And I thought I hope I, I, do, hope I don't hit any of the buddy. barriers.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: And I did, and I spun it. I spun it on purpose, you know. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and they they came, but officials from Siberia came running out You're all right, yeah. I'm all right, yeah. I'm yeah, all right. No, just pulling up stuff, <laughs> you know? And they said, well, you know, why didn't you, buddy? Why didn't you pull the parachute and everyone else? And I said because I was told, buddy, you know, with be. with this extension, you know, it was it wasn't needed. So, you know, so I towed back, you know, and I towed back, and I said, well, that's the last time I'm, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm. Going you know, to do, do yeah, that.
0: Listening.
2: Yeah. And did dusted the car off, checked it all out, and buddy, you know, put some more fuel in it and went down for the second run. That was a 991 again. Yeah. It, 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 and, and again yeah. at about 142 again. Yeah. 141, 140. Every run, yeah, was 141, 142 mile an hour, yep. an hour, which is about the standard. At right? low nine. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. And so I did that. And then we came to the third run, and it ran a. The air density had gone down, and we hadn't compensated on the on the on the um, pill and that for it, and it ran a ten two, yep something, and yeah, you know, and about one hundred and thirty nine or something. And but it felt good, and and but I was, but the difference in like driving it was that the first time I thought. Oh shit! I've gone about hundred yards. Yeah, and I'd, I'd gone about ten feet, and I'd sh- I just shifted, and yep. it was just the pure power of the big block that got you know. Yeah, you
0: just kept pulling. Just, just kept on it.
2: pulling it. Whereas
0: your previous personal best before you dipped into the nines, like yeah, what, yeah it was what, about
2: ten, about a ten three, you know, something. Yeah, like that. yeah. Yep. But at hundred and thirty six. Yeah, yeah. No. And for uh, that, it was just the different. It was just a, and so like you know then a, and then I took it out to another meet. I took it out to a meeting. Then the big, thick champs, I think it was, did a run, and we hadn't compensated for the for the pill. Yeah. And this is in the morning. This was probably the next meeting after this night meeting. Yep. And I did my run, and it ran about 10.3. I got abused, abused like the crap out of my buddy, my crew chief. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is- you touch this motor have you done this done that yep no no I haven't touched anything and he said oh that's right we've got the old pill in it the old night pill in it yeah so and this is when I found out just how much how critical pills were in in fuel injection yep,
0: for performance yeah yeah and
2: and I never had a weather weather station you know which didn't help matter yeah. that as much and
0: the <sighs> before a few of the bloody guys were virtually meteorologists yeah
2: they were you know? yeah <laughs> and, and 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 basically with running fuel injection you yep. have to be yeah um I if looking back now even though it doesn't look as good yeah you know I, I I would have run a carburetor yeah be, you know, four barrel holly something you know yeah yeah you know, because they're easier you set them and that's it yeah no, they make sense and yeah and but you know but and that the staggered hillborn injection looked look, look bloody great, yeah. No, <laughs> <laughs> Oh,
0: definitely, wouldn't, yeah, wouldn't and the uh, you know.
2: gasser and that, you know. yeah. But anyhow, so I did that, and so we went out to the next next meeting, as I said, you know, ran this tent. And then he said, Oh, he said, What what revs are you changing at? And I said, seven, seven, two, as per normal, you know, seven, two was each shift,
0: yep, In and the big block, seven, yep. two, that's a fair yeah. rev, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> and um like seven two from the from the standing start take off dropped you now dropped yep. ran a clutch turbo four hundred, yep, and that was it, seven two shifts each one, yep, and I was going across the line at seven thousand, and that was my my, my yep. um my nine point nine one nine point nine twos yep, which is what I needed for super gas, yeah, you know. and anyhow, so then he said. Try and shift earlier. No, shift late, long, longer, yep. and see what it does. Zoom down I go at seven five, seven two off the off the, yep. off,
0: the, off, the off the line shift at 7.5. Seven, five,
2: seven, five. Zoom nine and a half seconds it ran. Yeah, picked up four tenths just like that. Yep. by next to three hundred revs.
0: Unreal.
2: And and but same speed. That was 143 miles. Yeah,
0: still 143. That, that was
2: 143. That was the, the yeah. But I picked up four tenths by doing that. Then he said, "Okay." They said he said, "Okay, go back now and run a a 990 for me." You know, yeah. And th- this car had no electronics. You know, It was just by yep. driving by this. You know, this your bum in the seat. Yeah, you bum know? in the
0: seat and the foot on the pedal. Yeah,
2: and that was it. And so I went out and seven two seven two nine nine one. Yep. And Went out that night for the first round and blew the clutch out of it. Absolutely smashed, smashed the clutch out of it, <laughs> and that is the only time I was really glad to have a buddy scatter shield in the car. Oh no doubt, because what came what came out of Buddy basically confetti. Yeah. Out, of, out of my clutch and the pressure plate, there was nothing left of it. You know, it absolutely blew it to smithereens. So Johnny Marshall, you know JRM Transmissions then at the time. Yeah, mate, everyone else. He's offered to sponsor me for a, a power glide. Yeah, yeah. And he said, That's that's your weak link. Yeah. He said, That's the weak link in the car now. He said you've got a good chassis. He said the he said you've got making power. Yep. He said he said your your transmission is the weak link. His glide will get it yeah, through. Yeah, put push that thing and you'll pick up four tenths. Yeah. Because he'd proven that with Romeo. Capitanio's car. Yep, He's, when when Romeo ran a, a Thames van. Initially, <laughs> and he picked up, and he he ran a a, a similar, similar sort of transmission. Yeah, and John said, "Put a power glide in it. You'll run faster,"
0: and it did. He picked up that and, four then,
2: and then Romeo didn't believe him. It was the transmission, so they went back to the tr- clutch turbo. Yep, and it ran slower again. And so he said, he said, "It's proven." He said, "He said I'll run." He said, "If you, I'll run nine one or a nine o with with a power glide." Yep. And I was going to run in super modified, which was then had a eight ninety, eight ninety, cutoff. Yep. And so, and I and I thought, okay, if I can, but scream screamed down, screamed down, doing almost all my revs. You know, almost. Yep seven five seven, seven five.
0: and a half, shifts seven and and a seven half shift seven seven two launch you we're nearly yeah. there
2: and 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 it would have it would have done it yeah you know? and 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 i thought I'd, I'd be a threat in that class well, and and that was that was the aim yep and so anyhow i had, i then had to get the tail shafts shortened and god knows what or wherever it was
0: yeah you know, and yeah. different
2: mountings so that took about six months.
0: And, and again, that, that's about getting the money together to make it all happen. Because this a lot it. of us stood there and thought you guys had pockets full of cash and you money. were just throwing it in your cars. Money. But you know, that's yeah. the lesson I, I learned. And,
2: and that's and that's the biggest thing. Like yeah. I, I've said to tons of people, I said, owning a owning this buddy black black <laughs> black bitch, type thing. <laughs> it's like Shoveling money into a big black mouth, you know. Yeah,
0: that's it. And by yourself, you can't I even find a, yeah. you can't find someone to hold the other shovel. I
2: was, I, I, <laughs> I was, a, I was a privateer, you know? yeah. You know, I always know. had been, you know. And 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 I found it hard, I really financially. Yeah. Me, but I was I was determined to do it. Yep. And anyhow, so we went out on this run, and it, we'd fitted all up in the morning, and everything else. you know that they Marshall had and everyone else yep. came along, and we'd. And at the last tech inspection, thank God, now Georgie had had,
0: yeah, with
2: the tech inspector. Yep, and he said, Dennis, he said, I don't like, I don't like your s- small, little, thin, little fiberglass seat, which yep. I'd bought from Johnny Peterson, which I ran in, in the six cylinder class.
0: Burnout King,
2: yeah, yeah, John yeah,
0: Peterson, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: And it was one of his. And and I had it lined with buddy leather. Yeah, look good. Yeah. But he said it won't support you. You know. Uh, he said it's too thin. He said, I want you to get this thicker. And so I got one of those orange orangey buddy ones. I've yeah. got the brand name of it now. You know, and it's and you can run your run the the back the back straps over your shoulder. Harnesses come through through the through the actual seat, no. And so that got fitted, and and the and a different um t- telltale taco, I had I had fitted up for it, and that was red lined at seven five and that. Yep. And so anyhow, so ready for this run, and so okay, we'll we'll go for it, you know, for a nine or a nine o. to do our nine.
0: We're probably uh, touching on one hundred
2: and fifty mile an hour. One hundred and fifty five. It was supposed to be. Yep. Yeah, and. So down I went and the thing got a little bit crossed up on the on the coming out now from the start line. It pulled the best sixty foot I've ever done. I in super gas you've got to run one point three and and or or whatever. One okay. point three no point oh, three, yeah. say two threes, you know. Yeah. And this ran one point two nine straight off. Yeah. Bang, you know, and, and out I came. And it got a little bit crossed up so it moved a little bit. And then going along, of course it's only a two-speeder now, you know, Yeah. being in the thing, and I had to shift forward instead of back. Yeah. Which is what I used to I used to like. I used to like shifting back yep. in the car because I thought, you know, with the acceleration, yeah, you the two, push back.
0: The momentum was moving
2: and that way. But Johnny Marshall said, no, on this one, you've got to push it forward from first into second, you know. Yep. And uh, so off I went, you know. So I'm going along, anyhow, buddy, that was all right. Got it, got it straightened out. Went into buddy sec- this second at about half track, a, 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 bit, a little bit before half track. Yep. And this noise came in the car and I thought, shit, it's never done this this sound before. And it was, you know, like a roar, you know. Yeah. And, and it goes, yeah, you because know, the exhaust just came out out from underneath yeah, you, yeah. Underneath, you assumes. know. And but it just happened. it was this, this different sound like it had cleared itself. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And I thought, drugs never sounded this good before. And the pull, you know. Yeah. I but then up comes this vibration, you know, and I thought, shit. You know what's going on now, <laughs> you know, and it started to pull a fraction towards the right, just yep. not a lot. You know, and ch- ch- so I corrected yep. to the left.
0: Yeah, kept easing and, left,
2: and you know, and I expected the thing to pull, and come, come back into the centre of the centre of the actual lane. Yeah, and it was
0: yeah, just shattering shuddering, away. You
2: know, but it, it, it was just the vibration and then the the Perspex front windscreen started you know, yeah, kind of vibrate as well and that was shattering. That was sort of shaking and I thought, yeah, that's not good. And I thought, what's happened? And this is all like Yeah, go. within
0: milliseconds. Yeah,
2: yeah. And this is what you've got to try and work it out. Yeah. And I'm, I started to keep on turning and I got it. the steering wheel a little turned but yep. it was, it would have been a complete right right angle. Yeah,
0: turn. it should have been turning right.
2: And I thought <laughs> I, I had a, a Volkswagen Golf rack and pinion steering on it. Yeah. And I thought, I bet that's broken or it's it's stuck. Yeah. It's stuck or something. Or some, something happened. In For the some steering.
0: reason the steering's not working.
2: Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, the thing was still veering. Just say it about twenty degrees yep. going down the track. And I'm completely yeah. opposite lock by that. Yeah
0: and just can't convince and it. And it
2: won't me. and it won't come back. So I thought, no, if if I keep on going at, at this rate, yep. I'm gonna smack into the concrete wall past the finish line. And I thought that's no good. You know, so I held it there for a while. I got to about a thousand foot and I thought, no, nah, no, nah, it's too dangerous. Yep. It's too dangerous. This is ridiculous, you know. So I backed off, just lifted lifted off the accelerator, yeah. um, and I thought I'll start just touching the brake,
0: just a tap, tap, tap.
2: Because <laughs> I didn't want to pop the parachute because I believed that the steering, the front wheels were, yeah, a steering right, and I was I, I held the steering wheel opposite left. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. You They tell them what the parachute's going to do, yeah,
2: and no, well if it and. Well, as you're going along, the front wheels are only only passengers. Yeah. Right? And when you come down on the on the parachute, it'll it'll be it'll just turn sharp right. Yeah. You know? Because like you're skipping, you're skipping yeah, on, yep, on, yep. on the front like that, you know. And and I thought, I I'll I'll, I'll just cannon straight into the wall. Yeah. So I thought, okay, then I'll just you know. So I just with my left foot, then I I just started to pump the brakes you know yeah everyone else I went across the finish line at a 100 and about 135 miles an hour still yeah. backing off
0: yeah uh,
2: and the brakes
0: since the thousand foot
2: thousand foot <laughs> you know. so it, it would have been a 90 run
0: had right? to be yeah and and that and, was and when then,
2: and then next one bang you know this thought oh, know, and the car just did a sharp Right hand turn, you know, mm-hmm. sideways, you know, and
0: it's still I, at 135 miles an,
2: mile an hour, yeah, which is 220 clicks, yep. And I was heading towards the wall, and I and I and this is this is it, I can I can remember it like it's yesterday, yep. And even though it was 95, yeah, and I thought this is gonna hurt, <laughs> <laughs> and I came into the wall, I hit, hit the wall, bang. Yeah. So bits of fiberglass are flying off everywhere. And so then it started to slide sideways down on the grass verge. Yep. Which was then uh, because Calder hadn't had the walls brought in.
0: Yeah, yeah. In
2: 95. And so I was sliding down on the grass verge sideways.
0: At this hundred
2: thirty yeah. odd clicks, you know, yeah,
0: probably pick up pace in the grass.
2: Yeah, uh, and yeah, you would, and <laughs> you do, and yeah. you do, and this is it. And so I'm sliding down, and this, I so see bits of fiberglass and you know whatever going everywhere, you know. And then all of a sudden, it started to dig in, and I think, oh shit, no, yeah. Hope yeah. I, I hope I'm allowed to swear on this. Yeah, no, that's all right. And, and,
0: forgive that one. And, uh, I know the moment. And
2: and. and <laughs> It started to dig in, and I could feel that the car started to rock. You know, yep. as when it was digging in. You know? Or each time. And it got a bit more. And then when I was about that angle, which yeah. is about ninety degrees,
0: yeah, like
2: 90- ninety degrees to the thing, I thought that's it. I'm going over. Yep. So I, I remembered what Russell Simpson had told me when he rolled his fifty five Chevy at Buddy Heathcote. Yep. He said it was like. 10,000 angle grinders going off. <laughs> and and I thought I don't want to see that. Yep. So I closed my eyes, braced myself. Yep. And I and then as I as I was go as I'm going over, right? Every time my head was pointing down, yep. I was counting. That, yep. That's one and you hear the crunch, 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 crunch and I was told by name an engine builder, buddy guy This is all like later, later on. He was down the down the bot down the finish line himself. Yeah, and he said that each barrel roll was ten feet off the ground. He said you were past you were well well over the concrete blocks. Yeah, as I was going over. Yeah. Yeah, and and of all these things, this is what I'm telling you now. Sort of is what is accumulated because at the time. Oh yeah, bang bang yeah! You're yeah, right. it's
0: all just happening. frantic. Yeah. and, new for and,
2: and then later. people in the canteen after work, after after you've been working as official, yeah. Oh, on your preg, I remember this. Yeah, did this happen? Yeah, and this is this is mm-hmm. how yeah. this is how I can like.
0: Yeah, it's how you piece it together. Yeah,
2: and and yeah, so it was ten feet off the deck, going along, and every time I was upside down, you know that, that was cool. one. Bang, 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 that's two, yep. bang, bang, bang. On the third barrel roll, I felt this tremendous clunk on the um right hand wrist.
0: Yep.
2: And I thought, okay, and luckily Murray Anderson had shifted me from right hand drive to left hand drive for better weight now, the yeah, weight yeah. weight transfer to keep the front to keep the front keep down, down.
0: down. yeah. Under
2: under the initial takeoff. And and that basically saved my life. I I I didn't care. All, all I was scared was, you know, was just going down the track. I didn't give I didn't give a hang what side of the race car I was on. Yeah, yeah,
0: no. And, and
2: he said, no, he said, if you're on the left, you know, he said it'll be keep
0: more keep, stable. Keep
2: more stable. Yeah. Yep. So I down I went. And anyhow, so and I thought I I was supposed to be going like toward you know, say on the left hand side barrel rolling down. Yeah and I thought with the chop top I thought I bet the roof and the roll cage has come in on me. Yeah, and and I thought if I look up, I don't I don't want to see that. Yeah. So I just kept my head down. Yep. And just closed my eyes. I'd roll with just, it. Just kept on going, and what it was was the transmission <laughs> had left the car, had left the left the it had sheared the the billet the billet input shaft. Yep. And the output shaft, and gone, and luckily it had missed the cross bracing of the roof yeah. of the of the cage of the cage that is. Yep. Gone out the out the roof, and and as it came as it went out, it hit me on the hand. Yep. On, on the wrist.
0: Bloody hell! And, as it, as it out, <laughs>
2: and, and that was the bang I felt. Going, yeah.
0: It was I'm, the I'm, trains bloody knocking your out? Yeah.
2: And anyhow, it. And so then there was the fourth barrel roll and that was it then it came back on its on its on its wheels, thank God yeah at, at Repco Repco corner Yep, right there on its roof on, sorry on, on, its, on wheels. its wheels yeah and so I thought, oh my God so yeah you know, I sort of looked up and I thought, oh yeah, okay, I'll um, gotta get out you know And so I moved one leg, moved the other leg yeah that's all right, left left hand there yeah, it's all right off the steering wheel. I took my right hand off the steering wheel and i ah ah, and I couldn't you know, yeah, and it had gone up the size of a blimp was like that, yeah, about you know? that thick it was, you know, and I mean, I've got skinny little buddy hands, you know skinny arms, yeah,
0: on, as but it is it smashed a bits
2: and I thought, oh my God, you know, but I mean I like, with with your race suit on and your gloves and everything else, yeah, and I thought, oh. So I I moved I moved all my oh yeah I moved my head then no, that was all right then I so I moved my fingers holding them up yep. to see if I could if I still had yeah if they I, still
0: I, worked I, They still worked.
2: That <laughs> and then I when what, what I there yeah, yeah, uh, yeah moved them and I thought okay and then I looked down at myself luckily luckily I wore a Simpson helmet yeah, yeah. which say which saved me as well yep. Because that that had cracks in it all from, you know, on the which I'd moved in the, with the inertia. Yeah. Uh, even though I had a five point harness on. You were
0: pegged right into the seat. I was but... pegged
2: right in. I still moved two inches because I hit the plate above my head. Yeah. And there's. And there's so I put all the scrap. The... And scrapes and scratches, all that yeah, you cracks know, and everything. And oh. like to move two inches. Yeah. I, you know, and uh, it just shows you just know, how much inertia that goes on. Yeah in, in a in a completely
0: with your five point harness you're strapped in solid
2: yeah, yeah. but you're yeah. solid yeah. You know, and I used to I had to pull them down to buggery you know? yeah. and uh, anyhow so I tried to you know, I thought, Oh my God. And I looked down at myself and I wiped wiped all this transmission fluid off off my yeah. off my visor. Yeah and I thought where did that come from? you know <laughs> and I looked down at myself and I was covered in this red transmission fluid, oh. and um, I thought, shit, that's not that's not good. This is nah, not good. Nah. And I then I've got to get out, and I had a, one of those little belts that you turn, you turn, turn buckle, turn, yeah. a turn buckle, which came out of Larry, Larry Ormsby's fueler.
0: Yeah, yeah,
2: and it did, did you know. yeah. And so I was trying to get it out, and you turn it, and you just go clunk, and, and the whole thing falls apart. And I couldn't, I couldn't turn it because. The swelling in the yeah the hand the hand yeah yeah and and I'd already checked that there was no blood coming out yeah. so, but the pain I was in I couldn't I couldn't do it and so I I tried to do it with my left hand and I couldn't get out and I'm belting at it because then I could smell the fuel yep all the fuel and evidently the fuel tank had ruptured and it was all under the race car yeah. Which um, at the time I didn't know, but I could no. smell it. Yep. And and when when all the fireys came, you know, Steve Wilson said, you know, spray it all, yeah. You know, I I hear him
0: yeah, say yeah, spray, spray.
2: spray it all. Because he'd come down, he'd come down from the finish line on his trike, him and Johnny Peterson was you know, was there as well. And they came down and and he he saw me with my, with my head just
0: Hanging, hanging forward. Hanging
2: forward. And he, he thought I was dead. Yeah. And, and he got to me and he said, Dennis. And I went, oh. I <laughs> said, oh, thank God for that. Thank God for that. <laughs> he said, can you get out? I said, I think I've broken my wrist. I can't get out. Yeah. So he said, and then he, he was the guy that told the fire you know, because all this fuel, which I, I wasn't aware yeah. of, was you know all under the car. So they sprayed foam all over it. Yep. And I found out later. In one of these little years later, Yeah, yeah. that the battery in the in the boot area had come out of it, had broken its straps and come out, and yeah. it was hanging on the ground, yeah. going zap, zzzz,
0: zzzz, zzzz, everywhere. everywhere,
2: Instant, instant fireball. You
0: know? Oh, Benny, and, top hat Benny, who does follow us on Muddy Instagram, wonders whether you've got to deal with Satan <laughs> well, put Satan's I toy had, on that car.
2: You know... Did. And, uh, you know, like And anyhow, so they, you know, so they, he reached in and him and Peterson, Buddy, did this buckle for me and pulled me out by my epaulets. Yeah. And then, and then someone said, someone said in the, the fireys or the ambulance guys, i have never forgotten it. He said, oh, he said, you like John Force, you know, the funny car driver. (laughs) And he said, stand on the front wheel and wave to the crowd, you know. And I said, I'm not effing John Force. (laughs) And I said, I I just want to get out of this bloody car, you know. And that was it. And so they put me in the ambulance and checked me out. They said, don't move because I worried about damage and, I was in a neck brace, yeah,
0: yeah, imagine, but, yeah.
2: But they they checked my wrist out and they said, We have we reckon you've got a um, broken bone in the wrist, and yeah, so they radiated through to the Royal Melbourne, yeah, and her were going to ring up my sister, but she was pregnant, so I said, Don't,
0: yeah, you, don't disturb her,
2: don't, don't, no, I said, Don't, no, I said, I'll ring her, yeah, yeah, don't you ring her and tell her.
0: <laughs>
2: and so, um, I, I borrowed a mobile phone and I and broke my era. neck.
0: I broke my neck in '89, and my sister wanted to fly home from London. And I said, "What are you, a surgeon? Are you?" Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, you so, better so, just stay there. There's nothing yeah. you can do. You
2: yeah, yeah. But, um, but she <laughs> came along, you know, and picked me up and took me to hospital. You know, down at the hospital and yep. uh, X-rayed it, and turns out that I did have two fractured bones in in, in between. Yeah. Me, that there, that that I can see scape- that on the, edge scape- of the thumb. And, no, it was just in in that area theirs, and uh, because I've come down with rheumatoid arthritis yeah. in the last three years, and they and this was the biggest lot of pain, and they said it always attacks the area that's been damaged. Yeah, and so when when my local doctor took took the, an X ray of this, he said, "Oh, I said you've got two two fractured uh, two fractures um, of all chalk down, all um, calcified up." Yeah, yeah, and. And that was it, yeah. But, but uh, anyhow, that was it. And yeah, uh-huh. I, I tried to start up again, uh, and but I just, I just couldn't financially do it, you know.
0: Yeah, no, I can totally understand I, that. I
2: spent all my money on it. Yep, and that was it. Yeah, you know, I just didn't, never had the money, so I just bit the bullet and took one step back.
0: You can tell it's pretty much a man's passion, and <laughs> she all ended that day on that hundred and thirty-five mile an hour barrel roll scenario. Yeah, but yeah. another little option we like to talk about is what the current cars are and I know you've got a little one that you're pretty fond of
2: yes yeah but well, I've got a, a VSS Commodore which I bought brand new which was my retirement present to myself black of course I can
0: feel the way you love driving that thing
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, you know, and that's got in it's basically in memory it's got I, I designed and I've got a, a transfer or a sticker on the back of it in that spectrochrome yep. of Satan's speed shop, you know.
0: Yeah, and I think I've already got a photo of that in my phone, oh, so I'll yeah. put that up on your Instagram yeah. for people and, to see. Uh, <laughs> you
2: know, which gets, gets a few comments, you know, money, yep. money from little old ladies. You
0: know. Yeah, no, that's but, a uh, beauty. Well, we've swapped the drag racing scene for yeah. the car show scene yeah. occasionally now, though. Yeah,
2: and now I've I, I spent, I had, after my dad died, I I took over his 73 Celica. Which Ian Splatt used as a as the plug for a um, funny car mold, which he sold about three three, I think, of yeah, and um, but it killed the paint and did bits and pieces and anyhow. But as I said, after Dad took it over, I I, I took it I took it un, un, under my wing yep. and because I I've always liked the car, you know, it's yeah. they're good good little good, good little machines, and when I retired, like officially. I spent seven years fully restoring it, yep. rubbing it all back and everything else and back to bare metal and you know, doing, doing it all, as I said, took yep. seven years, got the engine reconditioned through Peter Clark, John Lewin help, helped in with the reconditioning of the engine. Yeah. And, but it's it's original motor, original transmission, yep. original rear end, everything, you know. Yeah. And, um, and I've, I've sort of, I've modified it as per um, when Dad bought it. It had mag wheels on it. He bought it in 76. It had the um, spoilers, the optional spoilers fitted to it and jelly bean mag wheels. Yeah. And But it's all back to the original paint, except it's now two-pack instead of acrylic. Yep. Ray Miles, who who sprayed the... It was one of the partners in the Shaker. He he yeah, yeah. he did the um, he did the paint job on it, or actually, Glenn Buzzer d- d- does did the spray job. Yeah. he works for Ray, but Ray did all the preparation as well. Yep. After I knocked it back to bare metal and that, yeah, and he knocked out all the little little dents and little bits and pieces and stuff like that, and that's it. And I've been I've been showing it ever since, yeah. and I never won an award until. Last year, oh, uh, two thousand and twenty. Yep. Which it was you know, like you know about 15 years down the track. Yeah. And good comments on it, even from judges. Yep. It ne- Never got an award, and it took out best Japanese up at the um, Seymour Car Show and, in, uh, in March of two thousand and twenty.
0: That's very cool for a bloke who had a. Gasser on the front of a street machine magazine all them years ago you know because <laughs> even back then I look at supercar magazine and it wasn't exactly featuring race cars it wasn't. you know it wasn't but there no. yeah, to see no. that car which yeah. brought me to your story pretty much you know I, th-
2: I thank you for that
0: though, no I really do, and you
2: know, bring it forward because like you know okay like there's tons of guys around you know like And and they're all sort of battlers, a lot of the battlers, you know. Yep. But for you to put it up like my race car again, when I saw it, I thought, oh, my God.
0: As I say, what a valuable lesson for this bloke because I stood there jealous. I had no idea. I could have wandered down maybe giving you 50 bucks and owned (laughs) a share of your experience, you know. So, yeah. Now, let's just sign this out. We've been going a while, but... uh, Got a thing tacked on the end, words of wisdom. And you know, you don't get to your age without gaining a bit of knowledge about, you know, I don't know, human behavior and interactions or just maybe a bit of advice that he's sticking to your guns or, yeah. you
2: know. No, well, I think I think if you if you want to do something, if, yeah. if it's whether it be into, say, if you're into, say, okay, cars, then it, whether it be a show, cars, or whatever. Yeah. You know, just give it your best shot. Do as, do um, what you can, with the dollars that you you know you've got. Yeah. And and that's it. Because like, then there's there's some guys there. You know, like they can they can afford to put thousands into race cars and thousands into show cars. Yeah. But but if you're happy with whether it be a T model Ford, you know, to you know, to like I say, a I well I'm a I'm a Camaro guy. I, I love it. I love a '68 Camaro. Yeah, I've got one We're of them. Cool. I could show you
0: if you'd stick around yeah. for another day.
2: <laughs> Personally, the car I would have, and I've and I've said this to my sister, if if I could have a a hot rod, it would be a '40 Willys. Yeah, a black '40 Willys. And there's a guy goes around, um, a few car shows in, in in my area, and he's got one with a polished, supercharged buddy car. Yeah. yeah. Engine. Uh, it's got forty Willies on the license plate. Yep. I don't know that. I think it's Italian, goes or an Italian sounding name. Yeah, and I love it. Uh, yeah, and, yeah, and and that is the car I'd have personally. A Willies.
0: Oh, there you go. There's the dream car thing yeah, we, that's know. The we dream weren't thing. even going to include, but you got one right yeah, there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'd say probably on the words of wisdom thing, you know, it's probably what the young people say nowadays. You do you.
2: Yeah, you do. You you just
0: do it. do it the way you want to do it. Well, yeah. Dennis, absolute pleasure, mate. I know this yeah. friendship's going forward into our future. Yeah. Thanks for joining us on the Never Late podcast. No worries. Keep it up. Keep Cheers, up. mate. Love your work. Yeah. See ya. That was it. Uh, the life and times of uh, Dennis Bolam. What a story. What a car. One man's passion. And again, like, I stood on that hill, and that's my shameful, embarrassing part of this whole thing. I was jealous of that guy. <laughs> I thought he had everything that I had, plus he had that beautiful shiny car. Right? Yeah. But they were the boys that were just throwing it down, mate, pretty much throwing it down for us, spending every dollar they had just to make sure we were smiling on the hill, you know? Well,
1: I mean, that's the thing. You look at look at drag cars today, even, even you know, what you'd see, you know, what you cost these pro street cars. Oh, they're you know, million-dollar builds and, and, like, people – Back in the day, they just threw all their money at, at their car. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I can remember sitting on the hill of Calder Park, particularly on the on the Friday night street drags, and, you know, there'd be absolute shitbox XBs with undercoat and primer and black spots all over it. Yeah. And they just throw all the money at the motor. Yeah. And they'd yeah. run, you know, 10, 11 seconds. And they, yeah. And, and then they, they'd they drive don't. it home. <laughs>
0: That name and that captured his imagination—he couldn't even afford to put on the last incarnation yeah, of the car. So you know, died mean,
1: without its name. You'll, uh, you'll be putting up some pictures to show the kind folk that are listening, and, um, and ripper-looking car. Indeed, indeed. Absolute,
0: just yeah. Absolutely nuts, mate. And again, you know, to think that you know he just thought that car was lost to history, you know. Yeah. And well, now you get onto Australian drag racing history, type in Dennis Bolam. And it's virtually one of the first couple of things that comes
1: up is the story I wrote on the guy. So, yeah, look into it for sure. No, good story and, and a good way to uh, sort of introduce, I know, I guess special editions of the podcast. We'll probably do more of it.
0: Oh, definitely. I mean, and I've still got some catching up to do. You know, we've got to bring Logie back in and oh, do a mate, bit of stuff that we tried to do before we have got contacts
1: everywhere. I, I don't, I'm not the one with the contacts here. But uh, yeah. also, if anyone out there in uh, Instagram or world knows anyone put us on anyone that might be good to chat to yeah shoot the other us thing a message, I'd, shoot us an email and the other thing i'd like to say
0: too i've had a couple of young people come to me and say oh you should tell such and such a story or suggest ideas to me and i've said well what about you and they're like Mm. I said, well, in the meantime, those stories aren't being told, you know. Mm. And I mean, if you can write a constructive sentence, if you can get to the heart of the person and the car and the experience, then, you know, everybody should be doing it because it's you know, you and I couldn't take stuff down if we wanted to take it down off the net. No, once those stories are there, they're there.
1: So we're getting there. We're we're slowly working working through our Skype and Zoom technology. So once we get that underway, we will be. We'll be definitely talking to more people. That's but definitely
0: opening our world for sure, mate. Yeah. And a couple of special releases would be good. Yeah, so. no, we'll be doing more of it. Now,
1: coming up, we've got an exciting uh, month ahead too, really. Well, Septem- I'm really looking forward to September's Street Machine issue. It's uh, It says it's going to be a, a cracker edition. So we're going to dedicate episodes uh, 7 and 8 to 40 years of Street Machine. Oh, yeah. What about, what, couldn't think of a more fitting way to deal with it. Yeah, so um, we'll bring our normal Sunday school review and we're also going to uh, venture back in time and uh, we're going to pick a couple of our favourite old editions and yep. maybe not reveal, but just 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 go through them, flick through yeah. them.
0: I want to look um, back to, I think it's about 93,
1: I wanted to look back
0: to because it's the year of Summonats 7, which was the one Nats I went to, so... Yep. Got a few
1: photos and that I can post no, up from be, that as um, well. So some good memories coming up, I think. I have already got a few few uh, earmarked to have a look. I've just got to find them I know yeah. at home somewhere. And if you're
0: in our listening audience and you're on our Instagram and you want us to talk about a particular
1: car or, you know, bring up a particular, a particular moment from the time, a particular issue, by all means. Shoot through a month and a and a year and, and we'll uh, if we've got it we'll look it up. No, oh, we've got access. If we don't have them in on hand, I know people who do. Well, I've pretty much, <laughs> I've got most of them from about, I'm pretty sure September 89 was the first one I got and I pretty much got everything through, I sort of stopped buying them religiously sort of early mid 2000s, I don't even know why, but um Got some sporadic ones there. Yeah, I missed a few, but
0: you know, I got mates like Trevor, old mate, who's got pretty much two copies. I think he's waiting for someone who needs them.
1: You know, it's kind of, I know blokes are getting a little fanatic along gathering them up, so we've got plenty there. But anyway, we, uh, that's seven and eight that will be coming up. Yep. And, um, we'll talk to you then. See you next time. Thanks, much for joining us. See, See you guys. Moses out.